1: Good day, my friends. Brandon Harvey here, coming to you live from the beautiful country of New Zealand. You follow me on Instagram or Snapchat, you may already know this, but I've spent the last few weeks exploring Australia and New Zealand. I was here to speak for a conference, and I've been loving every aspect of my visit. It's been so much fun. I want to welcome you guys to this week's episode of Sounds Good, the podcast where every single Monday I sit down with an inspiring person and talk about happiness, overcoming struggles, in living a life of intentionality and wonder. This week I have the incredible Cubby Graham on the show. I've been trying to record a conversation with Cubby for months now. The thing is that he's so humble and sweet that I had to beg him and bribe him to be on the show. But now I've got him. As many of you may already know, Cubby is one of the happiest and most lovable people on the internet. With 750,000 Instagram followers, the whimsical and hopeful photos Cubby shares on a daily basis have massive reach. And I'm sure you've seen one of his photos on the internet at some point or another because they're everywhere. The amazing thing about Cubby's influence isn't just that he has influence, that he has a lot of followers. It's that he uses his influence for good in all kinds of ways. On top of being a fun-loving celebrity, Cubby also works at the innovative nonprofit Charity Water. He works as their community manager, where he gets to make a difference in the lives of people using social media on a daily basis. I loved getting to sit down and have a conversation about how Cubby got to where he is today, why he chooses to be positive and hopeful online, and how to make a difference in the lives of others, regardless of how many followers you have. And for the record, I'm recording this episode from my freezing cold Airbnb at 7am in Rotorua, New Zealand, with Cubby on the other line, coming in from New York City at 3 in the afternoon. So you might hear a beautiful little mix of the Shire and the Big Apple in the background. And with that said, let's just jump straight into this. Hello, everybody. I'm here with Cubby Graham. Cubby, how are you doing? Welcome to the show.
0: Brandon, it's so good to hear your voice. Um, I'm doing great. I'm doing amazing. It's a Friday, and it's a little cloudy outside, which reminds me of home. But um, yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing great. How are you? How's your trip,
1: dude? It is so good. We've been having so much fun exploring New Zealand, and I mean, we, we had a we had two weeks in Australia, so it's just been a fun adventure. Oof. Incredible people here. Incredible food. It's we're just loving it.
0: It sounds like the dream. Sounds so. Awesome. It looks beautiful too. I've been watching like all of your photos and Snapchat. Um, it's been awesome to follow both you and Sammy and your little journey to, to New Zealand.
1: Thanks, man. Yeah, it's it's so freaking fun here. I'm I'm loving it. But I'm loving like getting to have you on the show. Thanks for agreeing. I know that you are like far too humble and you don't want to talk about yourself. And so thank you for letting me trick you into talking about yourself a little bit.
0: Oh I seriously I love like
1: <laughs> what you're doing so
0: much. Um and I yeah, I just every I I just like every single person that you've had on the show, I just look up to so much and they've like they've like done so much in my life of like just in like who they are and like how they treat people and like what they bring into the world and like um Anyway, so I just I just feel so privileged to like be a part of this, and I just I think it's so great like what you guys are creating and um, like what you're bringing into this this space in like the day and age that we live in where you know we're inundated with so much um, you know so much bad news and so many like crazy things that are going on in the world and just like to bring this fresh um, perspective and and um, really encourage people
1: with that I think it's awesome, dude. Thank you so much. What I like, I think that you are one of the like and, and you're gonna hate me for saying this, but I think you were one of we the initial it. inspirations for me, just kind of jumping into this world of focusing on hope. So I guess I'll back up a little bit. Back in the day when I first jumped on Instagram, I was I was I must have been 18 or 19 years old, and I was living in Portland, and uh and I started following this guy named Cubby, and I was like, man, this guy's so fun, and uh, and and one day. I took a road trip to Seattle and I ended up getting to grab dinner with you and our friend yeah. Laura Lawson. She's oh amazing. Goodness. And that I was like, I remember that being like a pivotal moment in my life. I was so excited. I was like, I get to meet Cubby Graham. I get to hang out with Cubby Graham, Oh. Um, because I really admired what you were doing and I thought you were crushing it. And you were just so nice and generous and we ate delicious pasta i think it was pasta i don't know yeah but it was i think
0: it was in wasn't it in ballard
1: yeah it was in ballard
0: that's so crazy that was that was like years ago that was, was years that ago. four four years ago now
1: oh my gosh maybe which is i
0: think it had to have been because i moved to yeah. new york three years ago and that probably would have been just a few months um well not a few months but probably like yeah nine months to a year before i moved um, wow. Cause I had I had I had my beard at that time. Like I had my yeah. uh, my like massive beard. Uh, it was during that whole like um, time when I was doing that that campaign for charity water.
1: Yeah. So I, I kind of forget that this is your name, but all the time I'll be like, okay, hey, my friend <laughs> Cubby did this. My friend Cubby did that, and people are like, is Cubby his real name? Oh, and goodness. I say yes like to, to me it is like i don't <laughs> know um that, that's all i've ever known about but like is tell me about the name cubby because that's the most warm and kind name Aww. um and yeah what's what's the secret because i think other people want to know i kind of forget that other people want to know
0: but. yeah so <laughs> that's so funny i i never like really think about it much but i do get people that are like Is that your real name? Like, (laughs) did your parents really name you Cubby? And I'm like, well, kind of. So Cubby's actually been a nickname since I was a day old. So uh, my mom started calling me Cubby because in the hospital, um, I, like, I just cried a lot. (laughs) I was like, what is this, like big, bright world, like, I hate this. <laughs> um, and I just cried, except when I was with my mom. And whenever I was with my mom, I just, like, cuddled up and, like, like quieted down. And so she started calling me Cubby because I was, like, cuddly like a little bear cub. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's just, it's always been a nickname. And, and it just kind of stuck. Um, I remember my first day going to school. And my mom was, like, So much pressure now that I like look back on it. Um, I remember like my mom telling me like, "All right, now they're gonna ask you like, this is your first day at school. Like, uh, there's gonna be a lot of people like asking you like what your name is, and um, you know they're gonna. That's what they're gonna call you for the rest of your life. So, like, do you want do you want to be known at school as Cubby, or do you want to be known as Daniel? Fun fact." My real name is Daniel. Your, um, your real name you- is Daniel? Whoa. Yeah. Did you know that?
1: No. Did you know that? No. I did not okay. know that.
0: Well, I just like let the cat out of the bag. You guys are all – all you listeners out there are now a part of like this top secret club. Um, yes. So, um, of people who know Cubby's real name um, because <laughs> uh, I, I actually – I said Daniel so I went to school, and I people asked me my name, and I and I said Daniel. But too many people already knew me as Cubby um, because I, I have an older sister, and um, you know, she played a lot of sports, and and then also like a lot of people that we like went to church with, like they also went to school with me, and so like all of these other people in my life like already knew me as Cubby, and so I remember just like trying to pass off. To like all these new people, that I, that my name is Daniel, and just too many people already knew me as Cubby. And so it just like stuck. I actually, I have family members, I think, that like, that are just distant relatives that, that, don't even know my real name, so it's truly like this secret club um, that, of people that that um, that know my real name. But yeah, that was kind of the origin of it. Um, sometimes I like try to fool people and tell them that I like I came out of you know uh, you know I was born into this world with a beard, and that's kind of like where it all came from. Um, <laughs>
1: but uh, but uh. not not necessarily the case. Um, okay, so I mentioned this earlier, but I was following you on Instagram, which. Implies a certain level of insta fame, and I'm sure you hate that phrase. But like, you have like three quarters of a million followers on Instagram, and that's been a huge part of um, of your world over the last few years. Um, and I'm sure people are curious, like what, like what happened? How did that growth happen? And and I will preface this by saying, like the most cool thing about you isn't that you have a lot of followers. It's how you use the platform you've been given. And so I don't care at all about the numbers, but for the sake of curiosity, like what's, what was the story of your Instagram journey? Like,
0: Oh man. Um, you know, for me, I think like I came from a place where I, um, (laughs) I used to have a Blackberry storm (laughs) <laughs> um, and you know the one with like the the screen that like clicked when you pushed it I thought it was like the oh. coolest thing when it when yeah, I came you're out. the coolest um, it was dope. like labeled as like the iPhone killer and like uh, <laughs> I was like so excited for this this phone it was like my f- it was the jump that I took from like the old, like, LG chocolate, like, slider phones. Um, oh, my I had gosh. one of those, that was, like, bright green. And, um, but yeah, I kind of, like, fell in love with, um, with the power of stories. And just with storytelling, and I, you know... Growing up, I had the opportunity to go on on these trips um, overseas and, you know, had the opportunity to go to, to Dominican Republic and got to go to Swaziland and Germany and, and I, I really got to experience um, a lot of the world and um, and uh, all those trips were, you know, were with my church and, you know, we would go and we would help, like, you know, we would bring clothes and we would bring food and, you know, we would help build shelters and, like, dig latrines and like a lot of like hard manual labor, like helping build things um, for these communities. And, and, you know, as, um, you know, somebody coming from like a really, really small town, um, those moments really moved me. Um, And, you know, as somebody who's like 14, 15 years old, like getting to see these places, um, you know, I, I bought my first like camera. Um, it was actually like a handy cam, like a Sony handy cam, that Amazing. shot <laughs> shot one megapixel photos, and um, that was like my first like introduction to like a digital image. And so I, I got it primarily like to shoot video, but I found myself really loving like shooting photos with it. And through that, it was kind of like the gateway into um, to capturing these moments and these experiences and like um, and I just like loved bringing those those moments back um, and sharing them with um, with friends and with family and and uh, these people that like helped pay for my trip. Like I was 14, 15 years old. Like I didn't have any money. And like these people really believed in me and, and, um, and put me in these opportunities to, you know, experience the world and, and do something really good for the world. And, and, I remember just, like, loving bringing those moments back and just, like, being, like, because of you and, like, the choice that you made to be generous and, like, invest in me, like, this 14-year-old bratty kid, um, I, you know, I had the opportunity to go and, like, meet this person and impact their life and, like, this community, like, didn't have a latrine before and we got to spend a week like hand digging a latrine and they now have this thing and, and, you know, bringing clothes and, and bringing food into these, you know, into people's homes where like that wasn't something that they had Um, just felt like a really special experience. And so I just, I fell in love with like the ability to like transport people places and, and, and show, impact through the power of story and to and to tell people stories like the stories of these people um that we're helping serve and like how it's changed life and so i just fell in love with taking images fell in love with with telling stories and um over the years like kind of a you know grabbed different cameras uh you know i upgraded like you know from my one megapixel camera to um to a canon and then i like made the jump into, like, the SLR world, um, and, uh, and then I, like, upgraded my SLR and, like, got a bunch of lenses and, like, really, like, started, um, shooting a lot more, and I just, I loved it, and I, and I found myself, like, shooting, um, not just on these trips, but also telling, um, telling other stories. I, I had the opportunity to go to conferences and events, and people started asking me to, like, capture their weddings, which, terrified me like I know you <laughs> I know you like used to shoot a ton of weddings too, and like I've seen some of the photos that you've taken for weddings, and they're beautiful um a lot of people like don't know that I used to sh- I, I think i've probably I shot, no idea i've probably shot a good like a good like forty forty to fifty Dang. weddings wow, um, which like i i've never been a full time like photographer like that's never been like a career like i've never like built a website or like a portfolio or anything like that. I just like I loved taking photos and capturing moments and and being able to share those like precious, you know, moments, you know, at a wedding or, you know, or, you know, getting to meet people on on trips. So I just like fell in love with storytelling and and capturing photos and and I remember like, you know, this season where um, you know, I fast forward like I have this BlackBerry, and, you know, <laughs> it took three megapixel photos. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I remember, like, seeing on Twitter people, like, posting links to these photos with, like, these, like, borders and these filters. And, like, and I remember seeing those and be like, how are they doing this? Like, this is so cool. Like, I, like <laughs> how, do, how do I put, like, cool borders on my photos? And, like, how are they, like, putting filters and, like... What is you know and and so I remember like literally every single day, Brandon. I would get on like the BlackBerry app world, which is like where you would go to like get apps for your your BlackBerry. And um and I remember getting on there like every day and like every keyword search I could think of, I was like photo filters or like borders for your photos or like so gr- grunge filters or like, I just like anything. Um, I, I was searching every single day and like nothing ever like arise. Like I was like, I would always search for Instagram. I was like, I was like, when are they going to add it to the BlackBerry app world? <laughs> and like, I think like to this day, it doesn't exist. Um, so oh, I'm sure. eventually I like made, uh, I, I made the jump and, and, and got an iPhone. Um, four I think it was an iPhone four was the first one I, I got and um, and I remember Instagram was like the first app that I downloaded just because I I loved telling stories and capturing photos in these moments and like I found myself shooting a lot um, just like in the evenings and weekends for like like I mentioned weddings and concerts and album covers and tours and all of these things and I found myself like not shooting a lot just to shoot and So I always thought about this idea of like, I mean, imagine like John Mayer, like only playing his guitar when he's on stage and like how as a musician, like how unfulfilling that would be. Like, like those moments where you just like you play to play and you just like let this like the creativity flow and just like you just you those moments where you're like in your living room and maybe like two friends and you just have this jam session and it's like so special and um and I just like I felt like that but with capturing photos and like I just found myself mm. like I was just shooting a lot for uh spending my evenings and weekends shooting like weddings and and conferences and events and you know, on tours and album covers. And I just like, you know, I wasn't just like shooting, just like go out and like, you know, capture moments and meet people and tell their stories. And, and so Instagram was like the first app that I downloaded because I really wanted a place where I could just like capture these moments that I was seeing every single day. But I like, I wasn't carrying my SLR around with me. Like I wasn't carrying my, my big heavy camera and like lenses everywhere I was going. And, but like I had this small little device and it gave me the opportunity to capture, you know, these moments and, and you know beauty that I was seeing around me and 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 share that. And I remember when like a hundred people started following me. Like I think I like I I like hit the three digits. I got like there was like a hundred people that started following. And um, which wasn't overnight. It was just like it was friends and it was family, and but I remember like that moment being like, I was like, who are all these people? <laughs> like, like, I, <laughs> like when you, when like the first person that starts following you that like you don't know, you know, that moment where you're like, Yeah, who's this guy? Like, <laughs> and I remember that moment and I was just like, I was like, Who, like, w- where are all these people? Like, who are they? Like, and, and I, I think like I've always just like loved people and like, and it, there was a moment where I just, I realized, I was like, oh my goodness, like, there are people on the other side of the internet. Like, there are individuals on the other side of, like, every single one of these, like, these comments. And, like, every single person that's liking this, like, there's a human on the other side of of this like device and this like, you know, cloud of information. And like, there's yeah. somebody like double tapping their screen. And it's and
1: easy to forget sometimes. too So easy.
0: It's so easy to forget. Like we can get into our own little world and like see numbers and like, and forget that there's like, there's people behind every single one of those moments. And, and so, you know, f- f- like that was kind of where it just hit me. And I was like, wow, like, I just I felt like I had such a an opportunity to like to encourage them. I just I I envisioned like us being in the same room, like, <laughs> and it's so funny because like you Amazing. walk into a coffee shop and like you know people are sitting at the same table and yet they're like on their phone. And I don't know if you've had those moments where like you're like texting with somebody in the same room and you're like, what are we doing right now? (laughs) Like like, we're (laughs) sitting across from each other yet. We are like communicating through, uh, through these devices and like not using words. Um, And, and I just like, I envisioned like just sitting in the same room with these people and like, like, I don't know, just the opportunity to, to like encourage them. And I, and I thought about myself, like, you know, the internet's such an interesting place where, you never really know what's going on in people's lives. If that makes sense. Like I think that like, it's so easy to like share moments that are like, you know, when do people share the most? It's like when they're on vacation or like something really cool is happening. It's like, those are the moments and, and those are amazing. But like, I just started to think about like, there are so many things that are just like daily, like that you have no idea like what, what's like really going on inside of of these people. And like, and, you know, I, and I, you know, I thought about that a lot of like just the daily interactions that I had, not just like, not just on the internet, like, but in real life, like when you are like standing across the counter from a barista and like ordering your, your coffee, um, if you ever really thought about like, what's really going on inside of their life. Like, you know, you have no idea like what kind of a day that, that yeah. person is having. Like they, you know, they could be having like the hardest day at work ever. Like, totally. you know, four customers ago, they just got like, you know, screamed at, you don't know, like, you know, maybe they just, you know, maybe they just got a text message finding out that somebody that they loved has passed away. You know what I mean? Or like, yeah. maybe they just like, maybe they're just having a bad hair day or like maybe they're just like, maybe you never know like the moments that are really taking place. And, and, and the internet is so mysterious in that way of like, you know, people are, are on it. And I just found myself recognizing that like, like I have no idea what's going on in those people's lives, but I just found it as like, I have an opportunity to like to share something that, you know, has inspired me or like is getting me through or like to encourage them in a place where like, you know, maybe it's the most, you know, encouraging thing they'll hear all day. You know what I mean? Like what if, what if what I'm about to share is like the most encouraging or hopeful or good thing that they hear,
1: um, all day long? I guess it makes sense though, because, you know, when people feel encouraged, when people feel loved, they tell their friends They, that more and more people want to kind of join into that experience. I think it's kind of, I think that joy is contagious, and I think that you are incredibly joyful. And so it's it's really no surprise to me that you kind of grew a, a surprisingly big audience on Instagram with just some iPhone photos and some encouragement. Like, that's a, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think like people matter like so much to me and and I don't know, like I feel like people have invested so much in my life over the years and like I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for people. I view like that like you have an opportunity to just like invest in others and like for me, like I just I just want to invest in others just like others have invested in me. And I don't care like where you're from or like what your situation is now, like somewhere along the way, like somebody, somebody took a risk on you, like somebody like invested mm. in you and like said something to you that like stirred something up inside of you that like drove you to do like what you're doing or like, or like help pay for your school or like brought you out to coffee when like, like it probably wasn't the best use of their time, but it was because it's like, it's made you into the person that you are today. And like, absolutely, I see that as like, we have the greatest responsibility of, to just like pay that forward to like the people that we have as a part of our lives, whether it's like just a moment in time where you'll, know, maybe I'll like never see this barista again or like this person on the subway or whatever. But like in this moment, like, I have an opportunity to just like say something or encourage them or do something that just like yeah. makes their day. And like, that actually reminds me of um, a donut shop, which I know, <laughs> which I know you love um, in Portland, um, Pips Donuts. I, yes. um, I, I, I think it was, I can't remember where I saw it. It was, on the internet, I'm sure, but I remember seeing this article about them and how their uh, they get like an they get like an extra thirty dollars on their paycheck.
1: Yeah, so so my friend Nate runs Pips Donuts, and um, every single paycheck, his employees get an extra thirty bucks on their paycheck, um, just like added on. No matter how much you made that month, like you get that added on, and you get the opportunity like the encouragement is that you use that to pay it forward. You, you do something for somebody else with that extra money. And I love that idea. I think it's so cool. cool. I think it is, it creates a lifestyle of paying it forward. Yeah. And, and really like a culture
0: of like always looking for opportunities to like do something. Like, I think like that's what's like, I think that that's at the heart of it. Like the coolest thing that it's really creating amongst like the culture I mean, I don't, I personally don't know any of the people that work there, but like, I can just imagine like, like that being a topic of conversation of like, oh, I just like, I just learned about this, you know, this cool like, uh, shelter for women that, you know, that have experienced abuse and like, and like, that's where I gave my $30 this month. I just like, I just like to create a culture of people that are, that are always looking for the opportunity um, to to do good. And I just, I love that so much. And, um, it's amazing. and I just think the world would be like, I mean, we would, uh, how cool would it be if we all got an extra $30 on our paycheck to like, <laughs> to give, but like beyond the dollar amount, like imagine if we just like, if every single, you know, person was always looking for opportunities to encourage to like those moments where you can just like, you can like make somebody's day. Like imagine if everybody was like on a make a day mission where like this, like every day was like, all right, today I'm going to like, I'm on a mission to like make one person's day, and like how much better and like how cool would the world be? Um, So I love those are the kind of things that like get me super excited and amped. And um, but yeah, I just like I wanted to create more of that in the world, and like because I truly believe like you know people really matter, and you know investing in others just like people have invested in us, I think is is so important. And, um, just like not getting so caught up with like who we are and where we've come from and like our status and like how much we get paid or the size of our apartment, like, but truly like looking for opportunities to invest in others, just like they've invested in us and who we are.
1: Absolutely incredible. I love that. And so you've done an incredible job of using Instagram to, like, to invest in people and to love people and to meet people and to, um, I don't know, it's just put you in all kinds of incredible positions. But what's cool is, at one point, you, you got to kind of make a little bit of a transition from living in Seattle and shooting Instagram photos and kind of working a normal job to moving to New York City and working for a company where you get to do, you get to basically love people and pay it forward on a daily basis as a part of your job. Can you tell me a little bit about that story of that transition and like how that came together? I'm sure you were, I mean, I'm not sure. <laughs> I remember you being so excited; like it, it was a cool moment in the life of Cubby Graham. Yeah.
0: So I grew up in this really small town, like halfway between Seattle and Portland,
1: um, called amazing called
0: Oakville. Um, you've probably never heard of it, but you've
1: I've never heard of it, and I'm from by... Washington. I'm from a small town in Washington. And <laughs> I've never heard
0: of it. So you've you've probably like driven by a sign that says like. Oakville this exit Um, (laughs) uh, or like if you've ever driven I-5 there's like the Great Wolf Lodge like in the past I don't know 10 years maybe if you've driven I-5 there's like this massive like indoor water park hotel on (laughs) the side of the highway and you're like what is that like giant slide doing in the middle of Washington? Yeah. And, um, I mean, we're, you know, of course it's an indoor water park. It's Washington State. It rains all the time. Um, but that's the exit that I lived off of. So it was like a 20, 25 minute drive Amazing. towards the ocean from there. But it's this really, really small town. There's, so get this. I just realized this a month ago. There, so there's 663 people that live in the in the town that I grew up in. Super small town. Whoa. 663 people.
1: Unbelievable. Which is
0: crazy. Brandon, get this. Okay, so fast forward, you know, 29 years later, I now live in one of the biggest cities in the world, New York, and I work for a nonprofit called Charity Water that's on a mission to help bring get this. 663 million people access to clean water.
1: Unbelievable.
0: Isn't that crazy? I like, I just like it. I was randomly Googling because I often use it in the part of my talk of like this super small town of like 600 so people. And I was like, what's the like exact number? I knew it was around 600. And like, I was like, oh my gosh, it's like 663. And I was like, that like, there's 663 million people in the world that don't have access to clean water. And that's what we're, like, working on changing. And so, like, it's just this crazy th- realization that I had a, a while back. But, um, but yeah, I, I had I had the opportunity, um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I, you know, I grew up going on these trips, um, you know, to Dominican Republic, you know, to Swaziland, you know, I had the opportunity to travel. in. And if you've ever spent any time traveling, um, you know, whether that's, like, spring break to like mexico or something like a lot of times like the first like word of advice is like don't drink the water like (laughs) like you will get sick like it's like no bueno like it's not good like um and i remember like going on these trips and like you know they would always tell us like you know don't drink the water like you know while you're taking a shower be careful like not to get it in your mouth like you know like you might spend the rest of the trip like having diarrhea (laughs) it's not good but like going on these trips it never dawned on me like what about the people that live here like where do they get their where do they get their water from and through that I just I, I realized that like these people are drinking dirty water that like these you know we would be walking by you know and see like these dirty water holes and like there'd be animals drinking from them and like and I begin to learn that like this is also where these local communities are getting their clean water. And, you know, I remember like visiting these government hospitals and meeting these people and like that were super, super sick. And like, it hit me. I was like, Oh my goodness. Like, of course, like, of course they're like sick. Like look at the water that they're drinking. And um, through that, I just, I, 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 you know, I came back, you know, to the States and I, I, started like researching like all these different water organizations and and I learned about um this nonprofit um based in New York called Charity Water and and I just I I was just drawn to like what they were doing. I, I loved um you know I loved their model. I loved the way that they positioned stories and people and like talked about, you know, they didn't like guilt people into giving, they like really believed in like inspiring people to be a part of this movement and like to make a difference. And, um, and so, you know, I was really drawn like they, you know, you know, they had this hundred percent model where a hundred percent of every donation goes to clean water, you know, and they like showed people where their money went. And I was like, this is amazing. Like people are using the internet for good. Like, this is so cool. And I just became like a huge, super fan of like, everything that they were doing. And, um, and this was back in like 2009 charity water was like just a few years old. And, um, and I just remember learning about it and I started following them and, um, you know, they, uh, they have this, you know, online fundraising platform, um, where people can do all sorts of crazy things to raise money for clean water. And there have been like tens of thousands of people that have like given up their birthdays for charity water. And, um, and this is actually like one of the first ways I kind of got involved with the organization that was like, you know, I have a birthday, like my birthday is coming up. And like, I was like, I don't need any more stuff. Like, I don't know about you, but like, there's a, at one yeah. point you're just, like, I don't, I don't need any more graphic tees. Like, I already have Taylor Swift's new album. Like, like, what else do I need? Like, <laughs> you know, I don't need anything. And, um, but like people need clean water. And so I decided, um, you know, that year to like give up my birthday for charity water, where I would ask all of my friends and family to donate twenty five dollars for my twenty fifth birthday, and um, and so I did it. I asked people to uh, to give, and and I gave, and 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 together we were able to help you know bring clean and safe drinking water um, to people in need, and I was like this is amazing, like, like, seeing the impact of, like, what we were able to do together and that, like, a birthday that's normally, like, a day that, like, comes and goes, like, is now going to, like, actually change somebody's life forever. It's incredible. Yeah, and so, um, so just, like, I fell in love with what they were doing, became, like, a huge fan, Um, and about the time that we first met, um, I... I like, I had this massive beard. Um, (laughs) it was like,
1: yes, huge.
0: Um, and (laughs) I, I, I didn't really like set out to like grow a beard. I think like some people are like, Oh, I just like want to grow this like big, like beard.
1: (laughs) And like, you just kind of forgot to shave one day at a time. I
0: did. I was like, (laughs) I I had like, you know, I always kind of like had a little bit of facial hair, like a short, like trimmed beard. And like, Just, like, a few weeks went by, and, like, it kind of got bushier and bushier and, like, longer and longer. And people started to notice that my beard was getting longer. And I had a lot
1: of people, like... People started making hashtags about it. People started
0: making hashtags about it. Um, Oh, gosh. That was Laura. The most famous beard on Instagram. started that. So our friend Laura, who we had dinner with, the night that we met, um, when we had dinner that night... So before she moved to Seattle, um, Laura started this hashtag that she like put in her bio on Instagram, and she had, you know, she had a she had a good size, a good amount of people following her, and I think a lot of people took notice of like this line in her bio that, you know, that she wanted to, you know, her goal was to touch Cubby's beard and it became this like hashtag uh, where people would you know would want to take a photo of them like touching my beard And it became this i this remember hashtag
1: i have a photo of me touching your beard in hindsight you do. this is embarrassing oh my goodness i oh my just see that i
0: need to go back and look that up i'll have
1: to dig it up I'm sure on there's my old like, iphone 4 i'm sure
0: there's like only like 14 or 15 photos on that hashtag. So it's probably like pretty easy to find. Um, but so, it was funny. so It was so good. So I had this huge beard and had a lot of people that were like, Laura, uh, <laughs> they're like, Oh my goodness. Like your beard is amazing. Like you have to keep it. Like, please keep growing it. Like it looks incredible. Like it's iconic. Like it's legendary. And then I had <laughs> like this entire other group of people, um, like my mom uh, who, who uh, was not a huge fan of the beard. Um, she was like ready for it to go. Um, and so, funny. so I was like, I was like, you know what? Like, what if I start, you know, what if I start two campaigns on Charity Water's like online fundraising platform um, where people could, people could donate to Charity Water to either save my beard or shave my beard. And whatever campaign raised Amazing. the most money for Charity Water would determine the fate of my face.
1: Um, and you raised what? Thousands of dollars? You raised over $6,000 for Dang. for clean
0: water. And, uh, and which one won? What
1: won? Shave it or save it?
0: It was real close all the way up to the end. Um, so like, the entire campaign, like save Cubby's beard, was like about a thousand dollars ahead. Like it was like it was always on like the the save Cubby's beard like anthem, um, and uh, and towards the end of the campaign, um, it was like an eBay auction. Like twenty minutes before the campaign <laughs> closed, like shave Cubby's beard just like came up from behind, and then it was like a donating war between like, it was like this big donating battle between save Cubby's beard and shave Cubby's beard. And um, it would like, one would go up a hundred dollars and then the other one, like somebody would donate $150 and then somebody would donate 75. It was just like back and forth. And uh, in the end, um, shave Cubby's beard one, and we uh, we ended up shaving, shaving my beard off. Uh, it was a it was a it was a magical moment. I'm pretty sure a unicorn died that day, um, oh. but uh, but it was uh, it was awesome, and and to be able to see that the impact of something so like so silly. Um, so goofy. To, like,
1: so, so cubby. You
0: have To like be able to bring people from all around the world together yeah. around like one idea that like, you know, I think everybody in the world can agree that like people should have clean water. <laughs> like you wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't wish like dirty water on your worst enemy. Like, <laughs> like everybody yeah. should, everybody should have clean water to drink. And so, uh, you know, so that's, that's kind of like what's brought me to where I am today.
1: And, and, um, and now I have, you became insanely passionate yeah. about it and, and then you just ended up, you ended up applying, you ended up getting, they ended up seeing the campaign. What was that?
0: So yeah, I, um, you know, over the years I I really got to know a lot of the team and, um, a few years back, you know, they invited me to come and, and be a part of, of their team here. And, um, and, um, and work with students and schools, and and just like you know, had some experience like working with students um, from my past uh, job in 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 Seattle, and we would put on summer camps and conferences, and worked a lot with like leaders and and students, and um, so yeah. So when I joined Charity Water, I, I worked a lot with schools, and that like led into like a wider role of just kind of overseeing, um, community and, and most recently, um, has, Amazing. has led into a place, um, of, uh, of leading our social media strategy. And so now, so now I'm kind of in a place where, um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, working with our team to kind of lead the strategy behind, um, uh, what we, the stories that we share and, and, um, through social and you and, get to
1: make people's day.
0: Brandon, today was like the best day. Um, <laughs> we have like this incredibly like vibrant community of people that like do the most amazing things to raise money for Charity Water. You've like, you've been a part of that. You've done campaigns for Charity Water in the past. Um, but today, th- the cutest campaign ever. There are, there oh are these twin three-year-olds that are celebrating uh, their golden birthday and they're asking people to donate $3 for their 3rd birthday so that kids can have clean water. Uh, isn't cute. that a, like I was like here's $300 like are you kidding me? Like and they're just like yeah. they're the sweetest and like it's like I every single day like am just so inspired by by people and like the things that they do and the creativity and the passion they bring to, to making the world a better place, and, um, and so That's it's so inspiring. So cool. I love it so much. It's, you have like a dream oh, job. It's, it's so cool. Um, I, I, it's it's I don't know what to say. I have no words.
1: Well, and I want to ask you because I'm sure I'm sure it was a crazy experience moving from. I mean, you were living in Seattle at the time, but you're, you're this kid who grew up in a tiny little town with a few hundred people and you moved to New York City a place known for being lonely and competitive and sometimes <laughs> angry um, what was like what what was that transition like into this new city into this new place into like was, was that hard was it like did you jump right in like if for somebody else who maybe is experiencing a big shift like yeah what kind of wisdom would you offer them?
0: (laughs) Um, New York is so different um, than Seattle and way like night and day from the small town that I grew up in. And, um, but it's, it's such an incredible city. And you can, I mean, you've been here. Like, it's like, there's just so much energy and like, there's always something happening. And like, it's such a, like, vibrant, expressive, like, beautiful, like, community, but it's, it's hard, and, like, moving here, like, I, I mean, I feel very, very fortunate in, like, in how I transitioned, and, like, I literally just, like, sold everything, and, like, gave everything away, and, like, packed, like, three suitcases, um, Full of my most precious things, and like moved everything to New York, and um, and it was it was challenging. I when I first moved here, I, um, I lived, <laughs> I lived in five different apartments. Wow! Over the course of four months, um, so I spent a lot of time like jumping around a little bit, and I mean. I it's it's a really challenging place to really like find a place to live. Like and uh and you, uh you and Sammy, um one of my favorite like couple photos that I've ever taken is of you and Sammy <laughs> on the top of a moving truck. Do you remember this? Oh my Do you gosh. Remember this? Yeah. So like shortly yeah. after I moved into this apartment, like um the roommates that already live there, they're incredible and a lot of the furniture that was in the apartment was kind of like, like roommates would like move in and they would like bring a piece of furniture. And then like, when they moved out, they like left it. <laughs> and so like yeah. our apartment had like all of these like random pieces of furniture and
1: all this B list furniture that was like the left behind it was, stuff. It was pretty magical.
0: Um, <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, I was like, guys, like we need to like, invest in some like good furniture because like I cannot sit on that like chair in good conscience <laughs> and like like <laughs> not have to take a shower afterwards <laughs> um, oh my gosh and uh and yeah um shortly after we moved in or shortly after you know I moved in um you and Sammy just so happened to be passing through town uh and you you were staying with me right
1: yeah. Yeah. We were in for a visit. We were staying with you before we were traveling somewhere. Yeah.
0: But yeah. So you guys were like crashing at my new apartment and I was like, hey, so um, I just ordered all of this furniture and it's being delivered to the charity water office and I kind of like need to get it back to the apartment and i've got this like i've got the zip all <laughs> lined up and and you guys helped me move all of that furniture like into we, like, the apartment and
1: you in the back of the moving truck and we like went into your freight elevator yeah, I don't and think it carried was legal. up this big box and, <laughs> it was like so yeah. you ended up like leaning out your window and photographing us like laying on the roof of this truck that was so that fun. was like
0: the best part about moving to new york that's probably like my favorite memory um but uh but yeah and then we then we spent the rest of our magical evening you know screwing together furniture
1: yeah i put Building together your all. couch i forgot about that oh,
0: and, so and it gets good use every day
1: good <laughs> thank you well so So your transition in New York has been awesome. You've just – you've kind of assembled a cool community of people then, huh?
0: Yeah. You know, I get asked a lot, like, oh, what's, like, your favorite part about living in New York City? And, like, you know, there's always all these things to do. And, like – and truly, like, my favorite part about living in New York is the people. Mm. Like, New York has, like, the best people. Like – It's incredible. I mean, people really watching does. is like the best in this city. But like, you can literally like sit on a, bar- a park bench and like just like, oh, I just like love it. Like every single yeah. person, like their stories are like intersecting and like you. know. I mean, and, Humans of and, New yeah. York
1: is like case in point. Oh
0: yeah, totally. I like love what Brandon is doing with Humans of he's New York. Incredible. Like I've never have you met Brandon before?
1: Not yet. I he's, he. I'll I'll just say this on the air. My goal is for the the one year anniversary of Sounds Good to be with Brandon Stanton of Humans of New York. I'm putting yes. that call out there. Oh. It's he's incredible. He's yeah. I love yeah. that guy. Dang it, he's so I, cool.
0: I've like I've admired like every, like his storytelling and like I just like love the perspective that he has and like the people that he meets and like that's truly like that's it. Like you know, it's so easy just to like walk around New York city and like, and there's literally millions of people that you pass by and all of them, like all of them have stories. And like the thing about New York is it's like, it's not, it's not an easy, uh, easy city to live in. Like you go, you go anywhere else and you can like, you can kind of like meet people and you might meet people that are like, Oh, I'm just kind of like figuring things out and like, I'm like working this job and like, you know, but you know, like they don't like really know like what they're doing, but like the one thing that I like love most about New York and the people that live here are like, they're here for a reason. Like there are so many other places in the world that are like way more beautiful that are like way less humid in the summer that are like, you know, that are like breathtaking and stunning and like, you know, incredible food. I mean like, but like, New York is, like, it's a challenge. Like, people live in shoeboxes. Like, they live in, like, the smallest apartments. They work two, three jobs, like, to to pay rent and to eat ramen. Like, like, it's crazy, like, the things that people put themselves through to, like, to be in New York. And, like, they dream their entire lives about, like, about living here and being here and, like, being a part of the city. And I think, like, what's so cool is, like, there's so many things that bring people to New York, but I think what's so special is like, what keeps people here? Because wow. I think like when you move yeah. here, it's like, you know, it's the bright lights, it's the big city, it's this energy, like being a part of it feels so magical, but like a few months go by and you're like, okay, like I am... S- I can't sleep at night. Like, they're, like, my neighbors are so loud because my walls are paper thin and, like, and, and people, people do it because, like, you know, there's always something that, like, brings some somebody here, but it's, like, what keeps you here? And I love hearing that story from people of, like, what is it that keeps people here? And it's, it's their dreams. It's their passion. It's, like, New York has, like, has, gives them the opportunity to do what they love like to like whether yeah. that's music whether that's art whether that's like broadway or business like like it's like new york has like brought them to a place because this is like this is where they're able to do it and like and so i think that's like what i love most about being in the city is it's a city of like of doers and like people that are just like yeah passionate about like what they're doing and and they will work Two, three jobs to like to make it because like the thing that keeps them here is like far like greater than like anything else that like stands in their way. You know, they're like if you can make it here, that you can make it anywhere. Like, I think that's what's so special about the city and what I love most, and like and being able to meet people and like and be a part of this community of just like of people that are just like passionate yeah. and driven and like doing what they love
1: and like and um it's
0: it's pretty special
1: and that's the thing that keeps you in in new york then huh it's it's the people
0: 100 percent people and, that's I incredible. mean and it's like what i get to do every day like <laughs> if i wasn't working at charity water like I I probably wouldn't be living in New York. Like it's lit- yeah. it's what's brought me here. It's what keeps me here. Like like there are I can list cities and places that I would you know I think that I would much rather be living. Um, but but it's truly like the people and the the Incredible. the opportunity of like you know what I'm able to do from being here that like that truly keeps me in the city. Like, getting up every day, like, loving what I do, like, loving the people, and just, like, really, like, waking up every day.
1: That is incredible. I love that. I love your perspective on things. Um, I want to transition and ask you a few questions that I love to ask all kinds of people. Um, The first question that I want to ask is, okay, there's so much bad news out there, and you are the king of positivity. You're the king of joy, like... What's your secret to staying hopeful and positive? And you've kind of talked about that a little bit in the like but like if you were to just kind of sum it up in something, like, how do you keep a hopeful and positive perspective when when it's not easy?
0: I think I think perspective is so important. You know what I mean? Like, I I think like perspective is so like key to to being positive, and, like, and, like, that's just, like, that's the person I want to be. Like, I don't, like, I want to be somebody that, like, that is, like, breathing, like, encouragement and, like, inspiring people. Like, that's the imprint that I want to leave on people, and, like, sure, like, there are, like, days where it's, like, so hard to to just get through and, like, keep a smile on your face and, like, but I think it's so important to, like, to keep, a, like, a wider perspective on, like, what's truly yeah. happening. Like, it can be so easy to, like, to let, like, a single moment of, like, something that somebody said to you or, like, like I cannot tell you how many times I've, like, almost been hit by, like, a car or, like...
1: Oh, my gosh. I hope my
0: mom doesn't listen to this. But, like, I live in New York City. Like, <laughs> there are dangers, like, all around you. And, like, like you'll bicyclists riding over the bridges that like yell at you <laughs> like like or like you know you know you're in the crosswalk and you have the right of way and like the little man says walk and like you know you know somebody just like honks <laughs> and like terrifies you and like the 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 initial like human reaction is like oh no you did it like you know what I mean like yeah. I think like everybody like that initially like it, you're like oh like I can't believe they just did that. Like, I can't believe that just happened. Like, like I have those moments, Brandon, like, like it's true, but like, but it's so important to just be like, you know what? Like I could react in a way that just like makes the situation worse, or I could like process it, look at it through a different lens, a different perspective and respond in a way that like, changes the situation like I don't know like I I love just like killing people with kindness (laughs) I don't know if I want to say that but like I just think it's so important to like to remember that like you know this is this is a moment like you know I can take this moment and let it have a negative impact on me and like the rest of my day or I can like process it you know and be like okay like that happened but i don't i don't have to let that define the rest of my day yeah. you know what i mean like i don't have to let that define totally. my attitude i don't have to let that define the way that i choose to like treat like the next person that i encounter or like or you know like i don't have to let that define yeah. like um, the way that I operate, um, moving forward. Like, um, and and it's, it's a decision. Like it's so hard to like, to make that choice. Um, but I think it's just like, it's, it's like remembering in that moment to just kind of, to slow down, to take a moment to, to breathe, to like get some oxygen to your brain because you're like, (laughs) <laughs> right now blood is just like totally. rushing and you're just like in yeah. fight mode but like but like to just breathe and just remember like you know what like i can make a choice to like react and in a way that like maybe even changes that person in a way that like oh i just i just did that and like and their response wasn't something that i expected and like it makes them think twice about like what they just did and like and it, and it like And, like, moving forward, like, they don't leave that situation with a chip on their shoulder as well. You just kind of – in the moment, you're able to just, like, change the situation, both for you and that person. Like, you – it's a decision. You can, like, make that choice just, like, in that moment to change the perspective of the situation. Yeah. and um, I think
1: that's incredible. Like, I love this idea of, like, when something happens, you take a breath. You process things you change your perspective and you respond like you talked about this earlier this idea of like you have no idea what your barista is going through so like if your barista is like if she's a jerk you can be like okay what if like there's a reason for this that's not that she's a jerk it's something just happened or like so i'm in new zealand right now and for some reason the government of new zealand said hey brandon like you can drive in america we'll just let you rent a car like there's like (laughs) The, the law allows me to just go rent a car. So I rented a car, rented like a oh, Fiat, gosh. like a fast little whip, <laughs> and uh, and I've just been buzzing all over yes. New Zealand. And they drive on the other side of the road here, and I am like trying to figure out how to drive. I've, I'm i doing a pretty good job, but I have no doubt that I have made some terrible mistakes <laughs> that I have not even realized yet. Um, but it's kind of giving me this funny perspective because... So I'm in this car, and it's got like a bumper sticker on the back that basically, it it secretly lets people know, like, hey, this is probably a foreigner driving, and he has no (laughs) idea what he's doing. And uh, and so, and people, it's like those student driver bumper stickers, like when people, when it's basically the same thing, exactly. And so, yes, but it's giving me this perspective of like, okay, I, I don't like, I'm probably not a jerk. Like, I don't know, it's hard to tell when you're yourself, but like, I'm probably not a jerk. But I may be making mistakes in driving. I'm probably cutting people off on accident. So when I get back to the States and there's somebody else, like, who, like, cuts me off or something, I would love to be able to take a breath, be like, okay, I don't have to freak out about this. They're probably just a Brandon. They're in from New Zealand. The United States government was, like, chill enough to let them get a car, and they're just (laughs) having a good time. Like, I can kind of have that perspective and be like, what if... um, Dude, I love that. That's so good. That's yeah. That's a killer and, secret to staying hopeful. Yeah. And I think it just, like, it
0: changes everything around you. It changes the way that you perceive, like, throughout the rest of your day, like, it, and it gives you just, like, an opportunity to, like, to change the situation and shift it to, like, a more hopeful, like, you know, positive
1: perspective on, like, on, on the world. Amazing. Exactly. Um, I want to ask my next question how would you describe the kind of person that you most admire in the world? If you were to just sum it up in a sentence or two.
0: (laughs) Totally. The thing that I admire most about people and just like the character that I think like inspires me most about, about individuals is when people use their influence to make a difference in the world and like when I say influence like like I think it's easy to think about like having like you know you can kind of like look to like big like celebrity like influencers in the world but I like I'm talking like each and every one of us like has an opportunity to like influence someone. You know what I mean? Like you have the opportunity to like influence like the people that you work with. Like you have the opportunity to like influence and like influence the, you know, your family. Like, and like every single day I get to work with these incredible people that choose to, to use their influence, to use their creativity, to use, their passion to to change the world to make a difference and so i think that like that's like that's what i admire most about about others is that is like it doesn't matter if they have 5 you know people that follow them or 500 i i actually i think back to this quote that you actually said in one of your previous podcasts oh my gosh um, <laughs> which <laughs> really I loved it but I remember I remember you like um you saying this and it like uh it really hit me of like you never know the space that you take up in someone else's life yes and I thought that was I was like that's so true like you are influencing people every single day like Every moment that you have with someone, or like something you say, or that you tweet, or an interaction that you have with like somebody serving you dinner at a restaurant on a Friday night, those moments like that the idea of like, you know, you have no idea like what you're doing and like are you have no idea like the impact that you have in people's lives around you and like I just wanna like I don't know I just admire people that can like live that way and like I just want to be more intentional and more mindful and more present with um with every moment of my life because like I don't know I don't know like you know the space that I'm taking up in other people's lives and like and like how much like something means to somebody else
1: i absolutely love that and i think you're totally right um and the truth is i think that like you know you've got you know nearly a million followers across the whole internet but like you cubby graham are going to have a whole lot more influence um on the lives of the people that you work with and the lives of like the people that you interact with in person than you'll have through social media but like you can absolutely have an impact through social media and like your work with Charity Water and the way that you've like raised so much money for clean water, like is a testament to that. But at the cool. same time, you know, somebody with, without a big Instagram following, like they have so much power to influence people in yeah. incredible ways. And that's, yeah. I admire, that's like the kind of person I admire as well. Like that's absolutely amazing. Yeah, man, dude, that's good. That's really good. Um, You are the king of like, whimsy and fun and joy and and so i want to just ask like what is like one thing um that you're just like obsessed with
0: i have been loving the unbreakable kimmy schmidt series it's so uh, good it's so good like it makes me so happy like i just i love the way that like kimmy like lives her life like <laughs> she yes. just like it, she just like i, I it, it's kind of funny like it's you know she's just so joyful and like her perspective on like New York City is like so different like yeah like yeah just like it's so hopeful and like it's like not jaded and like you know it's just like she always has like the biggest smile on her face and is just like bringing like joy and happiness into like every single situation that she's in and like I I don't know I it just like it hits home so much for me maybe it's because I like live in New York and it's just like so fun seeing like, oh my goodness, I like, totally know where that cafe is. And like yeah, like all of like the little like New Yorky things like really hit That's home because I'm like, oh my gosh, like that totally happens. <laughs> like um, but like I just I think it uh I just I don't know. I've been like loving that series and I hope that they continue to like make more and more of it. And if you Man. could get Kimmy Schmidt on on the Soundscript uh. podcast, that would be that's another call-out. Another call-out I mean, for this the podcast.
1: I, no joke. I have a list of all the people I want to have on my podcast. Uh, You're way high on that list because when I was planning on creating this show, I was like, Cubby Graham has to be on the show. Oh. And one of the people I added in the last month or so is Ellie Kemper. Like, she is Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. And she also was Aaron on The Office. She is so She's fascinating so... and fun to me. Yeah. I love her. So she's a goal for sometime after <laughs> Humans of New York. Um, yeah, I love she's, it. But she's a dream. Man, that's such a good pick. I, I'm obsessed with that show. I'm going to yeah. like go re-watch it, yeah. inspired by you. man. Okay, my last question that I want to ask you is, if you were to give someone a challenge or an encouragement for something that they could go out and do today, like this very moment, to just kind of live their life with, with kind of Cubby Graham style joy what would that be what would be the one action somebody could take today
0: so i just i immediately thought of uh i i did this photo shoot um i was actually a model for this photo shoot <laughs> and they uh they had the best idea and i was like yes a million percent yes um they uh so it was like for this suit company and they had me you know they shot a bunch of like photos on the street of New York of me, like, wearing the suit. But, like, one of the moments that they um, wanted, like, that they wanted, because it was, like, so much of, like, who who I am, and just, like, loving to, like, make people's day and, like, bring a smile to people's face. And, like, you know, a lot of people in New York, they just kind of, like, walk around with, like, a stone-cold look. Um, But uh, they bought, like, a huge bundle of Yellow smiley face balloons. And I stood in the middle of Chinatown and literally just like passed out smiley face balloons to people. Oh, this is uh, amazing. As they were walking, uh, as they were, I don't know, walking home, walking to work. Like, I don't know what they did with it afterwards, but like, but it was so fun to just see like people round the corner and like, Like, there's this guy that's all dressed up, and (laughs) he's handing people, like, yellow smiley face balloons, and just to, like, I don't know, like, people are always, like, trying to hand you, like, flyers and, like, all sorts of things, but, like, for somebody to, like, hand you a, a bright yellow balloon with a giant smiley face on it, like, just to see people, like... Just light up in that moment was so
1: uh it was so much fun um i think you and i should issue a challenge right here right now that if somebody does that uh i will send them a a gift i don't know what the gift is yet you're the king of gifts so i'm gonna ask for input from you cubby but a hundred i think this is such a practical and funny thing (laughs) it's just like it takes like i'll tell you this like a huge part of my job on Snapchat is to, like, do stuff in public. Not quite like that, like, but, like, I'm, like, always snapping in public or I'm always, like, talking to strangers on Snapchat. Just, like, super stuff. And it's so fun. But let me tell you, it makes me so nervous every time. That's like, so I was n- in I was in New York City and I was doing this Snap uh, when the Pope came to visit the States. And I was, like, interviewing people. No, I wasn't interviewing people. I was asking people to do to dance on Snapchat for me. Oh, um, and I called it Pope Francis Dances. And um, it was so goofy and so cheesy. And it was a really, really fun Snapchat. But I'll, like the, the truth is that I sat there on the ground in Times Square for 30 minutes trying to get up the guts to go and, and talk to people yeah. and ask them to be on my Snapchat. Yeah. Because it makes me so nervous and it's so awkward. Totally. But after I did it, it was so worth it. I had such a yes. good experience with all these people. And so – I'm gonna issue this challenge. If somebody goes out and they they've got a handful of balloons and they give them out to people and they like shoot video or they shoot photos or something and send it to Cubby and I like tweet us or yes, email us or whatever, please. then uh, then we're gonna send you a gift because yes. that's awesome. I Don't, love this. This love is so it. fun.
0: Okay, so here's the deal. I'm like I'm totally the same way, Brandon. Like yes, like I I'm the shyest like, when I was younger, I was, I was so quiet, and there, uh, wasn't, like, super quiet, I was, like, I always got really nervous, like, talking to people, um, yeah. and, like, it's so funny, because, like, I think a lot of people think that I'm, like, this big, outgoing, like, like, uh, you know, extrovert person that just, like, you know, is always, like, you know, doing all these crazy things to, like, you know, make people smile, but, like, I have to do, like, for me to, like, it's It's such a choice. choice. Like, it's, and it's always, it's never come easy to me. Like, I used to be the shyest kid when I was little. Like, I remember having a conversation with somebody when I was younger was so challenging for me. Like, for me to have a conversation with somebody, especially, like, somebody that I, like, looked up to or, like, just, like, a situation that, like, kind of, like, made me feel a little uncomfortable, I literally would rehearse in my head the conversation that I would have with them before having it. Wow. So I would be like, okay, I'm going to say this and they're going to say that. And all growing up, I just like, I was always so like, it was so hard for me to just like get words out and like not stumble all over them. And, um, and so it's, it's never been easy. And so like, I think like issue a challenge, like this is so out, I think it's going to feel like really out there for a lot of people. And like, and, just to like be at ease that like some of the most memorable moments that you'll ever have in life are the ones that are often the hardest. Mm, and like, that's good. When you put yourself in a place in a position of like, like where you just like a little bit uncomfortable, like, like I've always, I've just like, I've come to learn to like embrace those moments. Um, because I, I feel like it's, in those moments that I, the best things come out of them. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, um, that might not be your personality, but like just getting out there and like doing something to like make somebody's day and like bring a smile to their face, like that they're going to like remember at the end of their day, like, and I don't know.
1: (laughs) I absolutely love that. Like, I love this idea of embrace yeah. the uncomfortable moments. Like, those are the moments that you're going to, like, look back on with, like, the greatest, like, joy. And, and so I guess the challenge is if you want to get really specific, go out and hand people balloons on the street. And it's going to make you uncomfortable, but it's going to be so worth it. But, it, I mean, if you don't want to, like, pay for the helium, just go out and make yourself uncomfortable by yeah. choosing to love people. And I think that's the perfect way to end this episode. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. Um, Cubby, if people want to follow along with your joyful photos and, like, your your life and what you do, like, where can they do that? Yeah, where can they find um, you online? It's Cubby Graham,
0: uh like on on all social networks and things, um Snapchat, Instagram, the tweets, um, all the things. Uh and it's it's Graham <laughs> G-R-A-H-A-M. Not like Instagram, like my last name is actually Graham, but it's spelt G-R-A-H-A-M. <laughs> uh, but yeah, cubby Graham, um on all things. Love to love to hear from you and I don't know what to say after that. <laughs> I, love I can't it. wait to no, see people's perfect. stories. Like, like if I if, know it's, uh, it's it's like I think it's going to be really. Co- I would love to hear like the stories that come out of like those moments of uncomfortability of uncomfortability of uncomfortableness yes. um, of like like I like, like both of those words. <laughs> like I, I'm so excited to just like hear about like the people that you meet through like giving somebody a yellow balloon or like whatever it is
1: yeah dude it's so good i man i'm so glad that i i tricked you and talked to you into being on this show like thank you so much for being here today wait this is being recorded yeah uh uh no dude it's it's fine this isn't being recorded okay good (laughs) just making sure (laughs) yeah this is just a regular conversation don't worry about it buddy (laughs) oh you're Uh. Oh uh, dude, thanks so much for being on the show and oh, uh, thank you
0: for having me. This is seriously it was it was so much fun.
1: Sounds good with Brandon Harvey is part of the Gradient Podcast Network and is created in collaboration between me, Brandon Harvey, and Gradient. Find them on Facebook and Twitter at gradient.is. That's Gradient.is. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed the conversation, this was your first time listening. Go and hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. Some people use SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast. Use whatever you want. Just hit subscribe. That way new episodes of Sounds Good will download to your phone in your sleep. It's magical. If you want to see photos of me hanging out with kangaroos, koalas, and hobbits, It's so dorky. Oh my gosh. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook at Brandon Harvey. It's Brandon with an E-N. And you can learn more about me and sign up for the good newsletter at BrandonHarvey.com. And that's it for this week's podcast. I'll see you next week when we get the opportunity to learn from another incredible person. Sound good?